Hey everyone, I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And we are the Of Myths and Men crew. Today we are talking about Black Panther. Yes, all exciting, things, really all exciting. Black Panther, yes. right? Uh, we're talking about race, we're talking about culture, we're talking about men's mental health, we're talking about all things that can possibly benefit your life. Absolutely. We're talking through Black Panther. What, what are you some thoughts on today's episode? Well, this is a good, great movie for guys to just understand what it is to have good king energy, mm-hmm. all right? And how we can aspire to be better men. I think this is an awesome movie, and and this podcast is going to talk about what it means to uh, be like King T'Challa. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. We're talking about how to love people well, how to love yourself, and how to be a man that you want to be despite the circumstances that may be surrounding you. Right. All right, stay tuned. Give us your feedback. Give us some love. We'll see y'all soon. Welcome to a Myths and Men podcast, recorded live in Atlanta, Georgia. On this show, you enjoy candid conversations for men, by men, about men's issues with an amazing twist. By exploring the arts, music, games, and film, our aim is to help men better understand themselves and navigate through life's daily challenges in order to become happier and more successful. I'm your co-host, John Parker. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Daniel P. David. And this is of Myths and Men. Hello, hello, hello. It's been a long time since I've heard that intro. I know. Uh, I missed it. I missed it too. But uh, we haven't been, we haven't disappeared. We're yeah, actually yeah. on YouTube right now doing the Men's Compass. Yes, yes, yes. We're working that out, but it's been a good start. It's been right? definitely been a good start. We just had to switch it up for the people. They wanted to see our face. Right. So, you know, I don't know how much they're going right. to regret that once they see our faces, but it started off as a good idea. <laughs> they probably went back to the podcast. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this is definitely the one, the only of Myths and Men podcast. I just got kind of goosebumps yeah? thinking about like the Black Panther uh, and mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about today. I mean, you should get all the goosebumps. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was like excitement like when i when we when we were starting off with uh star wars and mm-hmm. and um all of that good stuff yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. so but now this is i think this topped it right i'm i'm i'm, I'm too excited sure. right yeah now. I, I can see I, i'm <laughs> you, like oh hold on man do you see my here. action figures in this uh studio here if, if you people were flies on the wall right now right this guy he's, he's I, black panther i went out right after the movie yeah and I went to, I won't give these guys any advertising, <laughs> All right. okay, but I went to the toy section of this very large uh, supermarket, I guess, uh-huh. and they had these Black Panther, and then they had um, Eric Killmonger mm-hmm. um, action figures, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, wow, yeah. and then they had t-shirts too, yeah, yeah. so... Um, I'm going to have to start a collection. I, or you go broke. I think you should, you know, yes. just... just you know, I gotta pace yourself. Well, right. I can't wait till the the warriors come out with their own uh, action yeah, figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ladies need love I know. too. Yeah, Ab- absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Well, listen. If you can't tell uh, from Daniel's excitement, yes. See, I said Daniel just came yes. naturally to me, right? Yes. It's just right. Like <laughs> exactly. Daniel is juiced right now. Yes. Um. And so, basically, what's happening is, if you haven't caught on, we're having a conversation today about Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a lot of different arguments out there. There's a lot of angles going on. But, you know, we're here about men's health. We're about mental health. Um, and so we're going to have a conversation that, you know, it, the ebb and flow um, will kind of the overall idea is going to be a psychological framework. But we're right. definitely going to have conversation about just fun, yeah. enjoying movies, uh, fantasy, um, sci-fi. Afrofuturism. I don't even know if yes, you know about I that. Like that. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things where we're just going to have a good conversation. It's going to be deep. We're going to have some stuff that we really want to um, highlight, both good and bad, um, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a fun topic, good conversation. Yeah, we're going to dive in deep here. And, and I just ho- I hope everybody keeps an open mind as we're talking. Um, you know, we watch movies. You know, we like movies. We like um, games and things like that. That's why we do this podcast. And, um, uh, guys just don't realize the big psychological impact mm-hmm. that all these things have on us. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think about the ancient times when um, tribes would get around the campfire and t- tell stories, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, like of Thor, you yeah, know, yeah, or yeah. any other, you know, ancient mythology. And, you know, but we're lucky to live in a time in, in, in technology mm-hmm. where we can just have these great, 
awesome experiences yeah. right in front of us and mm-hmm. almost feel like we're, we were in it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's sort of how I felt with Black Panther, but it really does have a psychological impact on us. And, and uh, I'm excited for what, you know, this can offer, yeah. you know, for uh, a lot of people, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy because movies, sci-fi, mythology, all of this stuff is supposed to like be exciting, right? right. And, and to create like a nostalgia or a vibe or a feel that people are excited, like I can't wait. And it's so funny how something such as this movie can be so polarizing. Mm-hmm. It can be so like, I don't know, vitriol filled in conversation, you know, and, and it's it's not meant to be that. It's a movie made by Disney number one and it's PG. I don't even know if it was PG thirteen, right? It wasn't like R. It wasn't like you know what I mean? It's 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 safe. It, right. It's Disney. Absolutely. It's Disney. It was Disney. It's so it's safe, know? right? Right. Um but I think that because of the legacy and people being ignorant, ignorant in the sense of not knowing right. um, and not even having any familiarity with Black Panther uh, because he's not a main character by any means. He may be from this point moving forward, but in the history of Black Panther, he's only got six volumes um, mm-hmm. when most of the other comic books probably are 10, 15, 20, 30 volumes deep. Right, you know? yeah. Um, and have had multiple, you know, like you have Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, Peter Parker Spider-Man, you know, there's all these different variations. Um, and I think that unfortunately because of you know, just the country we live in and how things are, instead of being able to embrace this and be excited like the masses of people were, um, right. there's still the pockets of population who are determined to uh, make this, to foil the uh, the good um, the goodness that could come from this or that is coming from this. Yeah, we just have to remember that that's hopefully a minority of people, yeah. you know, that have um, bad feelings and mm-hmm. bad juju, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and realize that, we we're experiencing something that I think is helpful for a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, you know, how do you feel about it? But, um, is it a cultural phenomenon right. to you? You know, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I felt it like as soon as I walked in there and, yeah. you know, it's like, um, to me, it, it's a new growth in our uh, psyche mm-hmm. and it opens us up to, you know, feeling good about humanity mm-hmm. on some level and and so i was just really thrilled about the whole movie actually i've seen it twice yeah. probably gonna see it two more times yeah yeah no right. I've, I've seen it three times okay um and i, I agree me. yeah i agree with you 100 percent. it is a cultural phenomenon um and it should go beyond just like black community african-american community right. african community um however you want to parse that out but you know it's 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 one of those things where it's it's good for society like you said it's it's good for the whole you know what right. i mean this the 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 parts of this movie is not greater than the the sum right like the sum being how it can impact the world at large so when you when you uh think about the movie um what do you think the impact is uh it's a global impact man it's a psychological impact it's right. a uh yeah if we just looking for our context right, right. The, the the psychological impact that this movie has or is going to have for for now and for the future generations um i think is it's partly undescribable Mm -hmm. right i cried from beginning to end literally because of one i'm a um i'm a marvel dude i'm I'm trying to i'm starting to switch over to other independent kind um um comic book companies or whatever the case may be but this is like seeing it's like seeing a dream come true it's Mm -hmm. one thing to like to read about like of somebody even historical if they're fi- fiction or non-fiction but seeing something that you've held on to for so long and and dreamed about come to life mm-hmm. um and then it being something that's of 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 of, rep- of good reputation right like there's been plenty of i mean this isn't the first movie with an all black majority black cast um dealing with um real and fake uh black issues or or you know world issues right. or whatever the case may be but because it's as a blurred black nerd, somebody that's was, was a black nerd before it was cool to be a that's black a what? nerd. A blurb? Blur, blurred. B-L-E-R-D, a blurred. Blurred. Okay. Yeah, black nerd. <laughs> okay. So I've, I've been cool. a blurred, right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? My first comic books, I was telling people were Archie comic books when I was a kid that was sold in grocery stores, right? So this is not a fad for me. Right. And I think that when we talk about impact and being so excited and why I cried from beginning to end is one, this is like dream come true type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. To see mm-hmm. someone as a character fictional as it may be come to life being done well with a big budget being intentional about making sure that there's there's positive vibes coming from it was excellent um the idea that somebody that's not even a main 
character in the Marvel comic universe, as far as the comic books concerned, come to life and be represented well is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who's who's can feel himself represented in the movie um, by people that look like me, that sound like me, that walk like me, that talk like me, and then not be some foolery. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Was amazing. You know what I mean? I right. can go on and on and on with the layers, but just the idea in general that this is something that I can show my son and my daughter when they're of age and be like, "Yo, this was the 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 first I I feel well, not the first because there was Blade and there were some other black superhero movies, but I feel like this is the first one that I've had like a real, real, real buy into mm-hmm. that I was familiar mm-hmm. with the character because when Blade came out, I had no idea about Blade. Like, right, you know what right. I'm saying? But this is like something I'm well familiar with and being able to say, hey, kids, hey, daughter, you can ascribe to be in STEM, like science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Yeah. Hey, son, you can be a king, but you can be a lover, but you can be soft and you don't have to be some hard dude that's out to get revenge. You know what right, I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to stop because I'm too excited. No, no. But I mean, it's exciting. It yeah. absolutely is exciting. Yeah. You know, when we think about, like, the impact that Star Trek mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. on a whole society where you have people going into science and and into NASA and into physics because of what they were inspired by yeah. with Star Trek mm-hmm. um that's a that's a psychological phenomenon yeah. right um Star Wars had to, had a massive impact yeah. right on the world and um and and you know so i i like to work with people around um uh, visioning things like if you want to have a good life start out with a vision of what that life should look like and work towards making that manifesting that vision so that when we um, have something that we, you know, like the whole Star Trek uh, United Federation of Planets, the whole understanding that all people have something that they can bring to the table, that there's equality there. You know, um, that was Roddenberry's theme there. You know, you have this starship and on the bridge of the starship, you saw all the ethnicities represented there and and yet you know and, and it was all they were all equal you know um maybe not by rank but they were all on that on that bridge right, right? Mm-hmm. um and they all shared in the whole uh the advancement of of you know the enterprise going through space and dealing with all these other um uh planets and cultures right so that was a huge impact on me as a young person and that's probably why i'm so open minded about uh diversity because i believe that that star trek represented the world that i wanted to live in yeah right yeah. okay so that was the vision and i tell guys look if you want to have a have a life um worth living then you need to have a vision of what that life can be and then work hard towards that and to me um Black Panther represents that uh, vision, you know, of what can be. And I'm just excited that people can actually use this. You know, this is going to make the impact that Star Wars had and Star Trek had. Mm-hmm. I believe this is a good, we're not done here. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, we're yeah. not done here. And I think yeah. it's it's going to give lots of people a vision of what is possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's key, man. What can be. And I think that's what becomes so. And not to be the Debbie Downer, but what has created so much divisiveness um, from this film is that because in this film, what can be is people that are black, right? Right. Being smart. Right. um, Having technology. Right. Having advanced weaponry. um, Being able to cure diseases and fix gunshot wounds and all these different things um, wrapped up within itself, right? With no contact with the outside world, with no help from anybody else, with da-da-da-da-da. And what people see that as an offense because it's like, well, what are they going to do with this? And how we're going to become victims now. And now we're going to be low low man on the totem pole as as opposed to it being, hey, which I think direction Marvel is going in with the film is that what can these people with these things do to better society instead of being a way to take over people and to dominate people, right? right? And what could be for the young children seeing this movie, for grown men like me seeing this movie and being like, yo, I got to be a better dad. I got to go home and tell my son, you are John Parker, son of John Parker, great, great. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like that's what I do with my son and my daughter every morning now because it inspired me to be a better dad, to be a better man. absolutely. And that's what just like, what could be? Like this is a like what we need to see. Like I'm tired of seeing gangster movies with black dudes i'm tired of you know hearing certain music i'm tired like i'm that stuff is old a lot of the, the black movies and correct me if i'm wrong mm-hmm. earlier ones were a lot of um, um uh comedy movies and things like that and yeah and that 
sort of bothered me too. You know, it's like, you know, not seeing intelligent. Um, the movie that um, really changed that was Hidden Figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the NASA program. And that was amazing to me yeah. and incredible. That's somebody who probably feel like right. it's fiction. Oh, but, this isn't real. This no, it's a real, it's <laughs> yeah. real. Okay, yeah. these people were real mm-hmm. and they really did those things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to have more of those movies, it's really important to have that for for everyone yeah. because it, you know it doesn't just benefit black people mm-hmm. to me honestly we need to get over this yeah. pretty quickly yeah. you know and i i'm sorry to say that I, I think there's a whole generation that has to kind of go off into the sunset <laughs> right um eternal race right yes uh-huh. and 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 be out of their misery mm-hmm. um and and to allow the the fact that we live on one planet mm-hmm. right and diversity is what mother nature created mm-hmm. you know um, there are plenty of birds out there that are different. There are plenty of um, uh, wild animals that, uh, uh, you know, horse type, different types of horses, mm-hmm. different types of fish. You know, mm-hmm. um, why is it that we have to be so, you know, one type of people, right? Yeah. Okay. And and that yeah. really just bothers me. Yeah. So, you know, if you're getting um, irritated by uh, John and I, <laughs> let me just throw something in here—a psychological, a yeah. uh, uh, little bit something to think about. If this bothers you, and if, if Black Panther bothers you, then what what's going on inside of you? You know what what are you feeling? Are you feeling threatened? Are you feeling afraid? Are you feeling you know um, like vulnerable? You know what? Why why are those issues there? You know I think racism is an issue that we you know we need to address more often as a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. You know I often said that if we just looked at all of the symptoms of racism, anxiety, fear, um, uh, paranoia, right? Um, intense, uh, need for control. And, uh, and if you just brought that, all those symptoms in, you know, and, um, and then you gave those symptoms to us or to a psychiatrist, you might walk out with medicine, right? <laughs> okay. Right. And, uh, yeah. and so that's why if you, if you're unhappy with, you know, uh, a group of people actually being represented the way they need to be represented, then there's a real deeper issue there that you may have to work on, you know, because, um, you know, we're all equal. We're all human beings, you know, we're made, you know, to, you know, care for one another, love one another. And I can't see why this isn't exciting for everyone, you know, not just one community, but for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna get off my high horse. No, right you now. Get, I, listen. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, I, I this is the problem uh, historically. Even if we look at Hollywood, right? Like you mentioned, hidden figures. The reason why more of hidden figures doesn't exist is because Hollywood doesn't believe black films about black people with black stars about real issues that aren't just about slavery mm-hmm. or gangster life or selling drugs or dope. They don't believe it makes money, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what's great about this Black Panther situation. It's unfortunate that it had to come through the lens of a fictional character in a fictional mm-hmm. land in a fictional country. Um, but you know, I won't go into that right now, right. but I just think the idea is that we have come to a place where had this happened before now, I feel like it would have been a flop. The only person that was introduced as a main character and more so a sidekick in the Marvel comic universe was uh war machine, Jim mm-hmm. Rhodes. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the, chronological order there was that movie was he was supposed to be a war machine movie he was supposed to come out after iron man one mm-hmm. one i feel like it would have been terrible because terrence howard was still uh jim rose at the time and so I, I i like um who plays him now um i say his name every day uh don Cheadle. i feel like is a much better uh jim rose than uh, uh what's his name but it's just like <laughs> one of those things that if he had played that movie and if that movie would have came out then they wouldn't have made a black panther because it would have been a flop nobody right. people aren't really that invested in jim rose and i don't think that at the time we were at a space in america where it would have been done well and good writing and good you know intentional um, social commentary and things of that nature, you know, and so I think this was a ripe time. It was a good time to address people being called colonizers, mm-hmm. to address, uh, uh, I guess, worldwide uh, domination by, by a certain people group and people of a different color being able to do something about it and not doing something about it and feeling like, yo, we let the world down. You know, there's a lot of things in here that address 
our world and how things have been historically, but it's it's bigger than that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you have a movie where you hit on things, and that's why it's so it resonates with so many people because it hits home when it comes to yo, we do have a race problem in this mm-hmm. world, right? Mm-hmm. In this country, uh, we do have a problem with uh, male and female and masculinity issues, and and the world trying to dumb down what it means to be a, a powerful, strong man, right. especially a yeah. powerful, strong black man, right? right? Um, and you know there are these things that exist, but let's have fun and make a movie that helps people come out of that stuff right. and feel better about themselves when they leave. I don't think anybody had to leave that movie feeling white guilt or white right. shame or this or that right. or blah, blah, blah. You no, know what I'm I was excited for the world. Right, right. You, you know? know? Yeah, and that's that's what's great about this movie. And like you mentioned, the psychological implications. Like, man, if if you find yourself in a space where this, this rubbed you the wrong way on that level, where you left out of there gritting your teeth and mad and shaking your fist, man, you need to come see us. Right, absolutely. <laughs> you need to have a seat absolutely. on the couch. We're trying not to <laughs> nature but we will right. give you some good sound psychological principles yes. to help your life be better right like yeah. breathing exercise <laughs> and meditation meditation calming <laughs> relaxing right mindfulness right, okay right, right. yeah for sure man so you know we were talking about and speaking of therapy there's such thing as a narrative therapy and mm. and how you tell the story is how we how you live your life yeah. right and mm-hmm. so for you we were talking um pre-show mm-hmm. you know about a narrative so um what do you think about the narrative that you got from this movie and and how it impacts people? Yeah, for sure. I think it, it helped me to rewrite. I mean, I, I always encourage guys that, that I see to, to rewrite your narrative if you're at a place where you feel as the narrative that, that you have is one that's been given to you mm-hmm. or one that's been passed down because of your father and your grandfather or one that is not congruent with who you feel you are. And I think on many levels, we've talked about it on this show a bunch of times, I grew up with the dynamic of either being Theo Huxable or Tupac, right? Mm-hmm. Because that were the, those were the only two images that were readily available for me. Mm-hmm. 2018, we got Barack Obama. We got yes. the Black Panther, right. fictional or not. You right. know, We have a litany of other, I think, black male positive figures, negative figures, whoever that have existed that I could pull from. But again, none of that stuff is authentic to me. That's not me. Those stories aren't my stories. Those mm-hmm. they may people may have looked like me, grown up in similar situations or dissimilar situations, but at the bottom line, I have yet to be able to create a narrative that, that's authentic to me. Mm-hmm. And so I think in realizing that I've needed to do that and been working towards that, this movie helped me realize like man, despite my upbringings, this, despite my family history, despite the legacy, despite the people that have poured into me and and, and given me ideas of who I should be, I am more inspired than ever to create a legacy for myself that'll mm-hmm. be healthy, to write a narrative for myself that'll be healthy, and then give something to my children that they can pass on and be encouraged to build their own narrative. Right. Um, and for instance, just bringing it home and like making it real personal, my grandfather's in the, and we haven't talked about this, but my grandfather's in transitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably going to pass away soon mm-hmm. uh, if he hasn't already, haven't got a phone call yet or whatever. Sorry uh, to hear that. Uh, you know, um, it's, you know, I'm dealing with it. Mm-hmm. But the idea is like, man, you know, there there's not a lot of positive vibes that's coming from the family that I can pick up on to be like, yo, this is a celebration. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And I, and I fear that the legacy that he's left for people because I didn't grow up with him mm-hmm. and I've only had, I've only rode in a car with him one time. I've only had Two meaningful conversations with him. Um, one was the you know the time before he got r- real sick, uh, before dementia started kicking in. He met my wife, and his, his conversation was like, "Oh, y'all look alike. Y'all the same color. Y'all made. You look like y'all made, y'all made for each other. You know what I mean?" And I was like, "All right, well, thanks, okay, Grandpa. that's cool. That's yeah. cool. All right, we the same color. We look good together. All right, cool." Um, and that was just funny, just a funny old man conversation to have, right? Um, but I feel like that's the kind of stuff that happens when people get old and, you know, dementia and Alzheimer's kicks in and their personalities change. But previous to that, I had no interactions with my grandfather, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so I think it's one of those things where I have fought for the longest. And seeing this movie and reflecting on getting the news of him, uh, uh, get, you know, transitioning. And this is that's happened after I saw the movie uh, the third time. Like, yeah, all three times. And I'm like, yo, like, I am determined to make sure that, what people say about me um, is 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 good. It's, mm-hmm. it's wholesome. Mm-hmm. It's 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 lovable. It's you know what I'm saying. And I have to sh- struggle every day to not be my grandfather. Mm-hmm. You know, or what I know of my grandfather. You know, I love him, but what I know of him is not somebody that I need to be. Right. Right. And I'm finding even in DNA, it's hard not to be the things that are I'm hardwired to be because it's just in me and I've seen it and I've grown up in it. You know what I mean? Without throwing shade to my people, but it's just one of those things where 
I'm realizing like I have to work so hard to resist the temptation to be, you know, something that I've seen that isn't like who I am or who I want to be. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, this is great. I want to I want to ask you about T'Challa yeah. and, and what he represents to you. Mm-hmm. But I want to preface this by saying, you know, the the whole idea that we can aspire to be like um, men we admire. You know, I often give this homework and this is homework you guys can do out if you're listening to this podcast about, you know, we've talked about like finding three men that you admire. Now, these men can be real life men. It could be someone, uh, you know, a relative or parent. Um, It could be a a person that we admire in um, history, like Martin Luther King or, you know, um, Gandhi, Mm -hmm. um, or, uh, or they can be fictional, you know, and I, I'm not, I'm not, I guess I'm going to expose myself here. You know, when I was a younger kid, you know, um, Captain Kirk was my role model, like, you know, how to deal with, deal with life, you Uh, know, like, uh you know, and, and women and Klingons and women. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. right. So, so, you know, and it's a completely fictional character, but, but it off offered a lot of thinking on okay how how would captain kirk deal with this yeah, situation right right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and i think that's really important psychologically for men and so what does t'challa mm-hmm. um do for you and and how does that fit yeah. into your narrative man it's crazy because you know the the the, the comic book version was different uh, on some levels than the movie version right mm-hmm. um and i won't go into that but what i what i will say is that what I gained from the movie version of T'Challa was seeing someone who uncovers a lie or a truth, depending on how you want to look at it, mm-hmm. has to reconcile the idea that someone he idolized, his father, was uh, fallible. Mm-hmm. You know what I right, mean? Right. And when he had thought he was in, infallible beforehand, um, wanting to be, his dad directly says to him, it's good to be, uh, a good man and a king. I think that's what the quote is. It's hard to be a good man and a king. Right. Um, and knowing that you have to make some decisions sometimes that, you know, are are tough. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that, hey, um, for T'Challa to be king is more than just having an iron fist and an iron rule. Um, to love a woman well, to love your people well, right. to love the world well. Um, it, it shows to me uh, it, for him and for being a king and for being a warrior and for being a, a man of the people um, is a delicate balance and something that has to be thought through mm-hmm. and worked out well and have counsel and have people around you to help you filter out your decisions when, even when things are ultimately up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that for me and narrative and his narrative, you can see the struggle because to me he was soft. You know, this mm-hmm. version, I feel like this version of T'Challa was softer than the version that was hunting down the man that killed his dad. I think in Civil War, was that Civil War? Or whichever the Marvel movie was when his dad dies. And, but I'm realizing like, yo, you know, this dude just becomes king. His dad's dead. The world's potentially at war. Wakanda is, is things are happening there. And he has to resist the temptation just to seek blood, mm-hmm. to just go for revenge, to just go for the juggler and to really map things out. And I think for me, seeing a grown man wrestled through all these tensions, again, being disappointed in your father when you hadn't previously been, uncovering lies, uncovering uncovering truths, um, dealing with somebody that's uh, a relative that you may have to eradicate. You know what I'm saying? I'm not right. doing too many spoilers, but just making, you know, just yeah. that is, you know, that's a lot of tension to wrestle with. And I can, I saw the humanity in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted him to be something different and do something different, but I saw his humanity and his desire to be a good person mm-hmm. despite having the ultimate power, mm-hmm. um, whether it's technological, whether it's, you know, his, uh, his, his smarts or whether it's, you know, um, with his ability to take somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, again, for me, in, in contrast, I think this is one of those situations where I'm not T'Challa by any means, but I can pull from those things to make sure that, yes, I'm a good dad. I'm a good husband. I'm a humanitarian. I strive to make sure that others uh, live well as best as I can. I use my privilege in whatever aspect that I have and may find it to make sure that others do well. And my privilege is not something that I utilize for my own benefit and gain. Right. Um, and it's, I mean, this is layers of so many levels, man. Yes. So, many I, things. so you know, um, as I'm listening to you, I'm, I'm reminded that when, when um, we understand Jungian psychology and, and, 
guys, if you're interested in the book, The King Warrior Magician Lover by Robert Moore, and I forget his name. I think it's Gillette is the last name. Um, you know, the, the energy of the king, you know, T'Challa to me in this version was the wise king. Mm. You know, he, he knew he was human. He had his hurts and his, and his pains and knowing that his father, uh, wasn't perfect. You know, that's, that's that father son struggle that we always get when at a certain point in our lives, when we suddenly stop seeing our fathers as, you know, a perfect or, uh, you know, a hero, you know, when we realize that he's, you know, a man and can be just as uh, uh, flawed as anyone else, you know. And so um, T'Challa really saw that. And, and, you know, especially in that visiting of his father, I guess, on the other side of mm-hmm. of in a parallel universe somewhere, right? It's, I mean, it's Is just that like, like heaven. Like heaven is, yeah, like, yeah, like, like, ancestors like heaven, live. ancestors, yeah. you know. Um, Ancestral plane. Right. Okay. And so, you know, but in the King, and this is guys, this is why I have a hard time with people who want to split us all up and be racially, you know, divisive. Right. Because T'Challa really took on the whole uh, mantle of the King and the King is all inclusive and, and open to, and wise to diversity in his kingdom and knows that everyone um, is part of his kingdom. He, he doesn't regulate, you know, a certain group of people off to the side and oppress them. You know, there is, there's this sense of love. There's this sense of compassion. There's a sense of, of living up to higher ideals and higher aspirations and being a better man mm-hmm. and being a better person mm-hmm. and being uh, a better leader. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these things that, you know, we're being challenged with daily on the on the news media when, when we're not seeing better men and we're not seeing a better leader, you know. But what we're seeing is, you know, I, I don't even know what it is, quite frankly. But T'Challa really uh, exemplified that for me, that, you know, the king energy. And, um, and the king energy is all-encompassing, loving, compassionate, caring, right? And and flawed at the same time and and imperfect and can make mistakes and can get it wrong from time to time. Right. Um, but there's this desire, this deep desire in the King to, um, to do right and to live righteously and to care for people. And, you know, and, and I just felt that from T'Challa actually. So that was, that was my thought on, on him. Yeah. And one thing uh, before we jump into the next, one thing that when you were talking, he knew when to, or he was learning to wear what had at what time. Mm-hmm. You can't. You're not always the king. You're not always a warrior. You're not always a lover. You're not always a magician. Like, you know what I mean? Like you right. can embody all those things, or be stronger at one or the other. But you have to know when to be, dip, you know, dip, uh, dip, diplomatic. You have right. to know when to put your foot down. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. like seeing somebody be able to navigate through all those decisions quickly or slowly or on the fly. You know what I mean? Was 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 good. It was good to see too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, maybe maybe my hope is that um, this movie will inspire young people to live to higher aspirations and to, you know, uh, especially get into the STEM uh, fields. And, you know, and I can just see a whole group of uh, young people coming up from uh, being inspired by this movie, like the like the NASA people were inspired by Star Trek and changing the world and making a better place. You know what I mean? So, you know, again, that narrative, um, you know, what do you think about as far as what children might see or just the general public? Yeah, man. I I mean, it's, it's inspiration. I mean, you, you can't get away from that. I think that when you have something that's done well, Mm -hmm. right? Like you could have had this movie and it could have been terrible. Like it could have been a terrible movie, right? With the same like ideas, with the same passion, with the same, I don't know, uh, sentiments, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's done wrong, you know what I mean? Like no one cares and no, <laughs> no one's one excited and nobody's right. motivated. But because it was done well, mm-hmm. it was represented well, the acting was, you know, for the most part done well. Right. Um, I see that, and it was intentional. Like things were intentional, you know what I mean? Like you, you were talking about healing and health and healing somebody's gunshot wound or um, having uh, s- sneakers that don't make any noise, right? right. Or having uh, weapons that are advanced, but people look at them, oh, that's just a spear. Is it just a spear? Mm-hmm. You'll find out, you know right. You know what I mean? And being able to see, like you said, like Star Trek, like 
we know fact that Star Trek started the ideas for a lot of things in science that exist now, yeah. right? And so I think that there may it may be, we may be way off on some of the technological advances that this movie presented, but I think it gives people hope to create and to be free to be like my wife was person well she had to dumb down how smart she was mm. she graduated from high school when she was 16 got a uh, biomechanical engineering is what wow. she got her phd yeah in. cool um and so i think that one of those things is just like she had to dumb down how smart she was in school as to not get teased and to not mm. get called out mm. and to not get bullied or whatever and so this movie i think provides smart kids the opportunity to be smart right and to not i mean the thought is now like yo the nerds will be your boss one day yeah. Right? But they gotta they gotta get to that point. Right. And they had to they're a certain way. You don't have to be a nerd anymore. Like you can just be who you are and be regular yes. and be smart and let the, the advancements come from that. You know, and I'm afraid of technology on some ends. I'm afraid of robots kicking in my door one day. But I think that when kids see this movie, they can be inspired to be like, yo, like I want to do those things, I want to create those things and I don't have to be some lame, you know what I mean, or or fit into a certain box to be that. Yeah, I mean it's awful hopeful. I mean, I like it so much that it's hopeful. And the fact that um, kids can kind of see this and think, wow, I, you know, it's, it's cool to be a nerd, mm -hmm. you know, it's cool to be smart, mm -hmm. you know, and it's sad. I'll, I'll have to say this, you know, for a lot of uh, Americans um, and, you know, a lot of men that I've worked with, um, they've had to, um, they, 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 because of their experience in school, um, and, and being marginalized by a lot of um, the educational system itself, um, they didn't get that chance to excel academically, yeah. right? And they were they were made to feel bad about themselves, and so they didn't get math and they didn't understand science because no one actually sat down and taught mm -hmm. them. So, mm -hmm. so they scorn intellect, and yeah. we have a huge population mm -hmm. in this country that scorns intellect, mm -hmm. and um, and yet they'll they'll fly in those planes, mm -hmm. right? They'll mm -hmm. use their cell phones, yeah. right? And they'll drive in those cars. And where do you think those things came from? Right. Okay, yeah. somebody had to think about those things at some point, mm -hmm. right? And and invent those things, yeah. right? But they scorn intellect and we need to get away from that. Intellect is what we have, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned that because, or sad that I think about it, oftentimes a lot of kids, depending on the backgrounds they come from, especially impoverished kids, don't get pushed in the direction of STEM or things like that. I mean, it doesn't have to be STEM. It could just be something that just, re, you know, that's more than just athletics or entertaining, right? right. Um, because people don't believe that they can do that. So they don't push them in that direction. So they push them in the direction of, hey, well, this kid, man, he's just going to be, you know, ex-employee at the X company or he's just going to be pushing a broom or he's going to be a football player, play basketball. You know, they, they push kids in these directions because they don't understand the future and the hope that that can come from, a, you know, good education, not maybe not understanding the hope that comes from a good education, but just feeling as if this is unattainable. Mm -hmm. And I think this movie without, I mean, of course it didn't show anybody going to school and all of that and trigonometry and calculus and all the stuff that people have to know for certain things, but it's a push in the direction of, yo, maybe I should be encouraging my kid to do this or to right. pick up that or to, you know, to try a little harder than this and not let them give up when the math is too hard or the science is too complicated. And maybe it will encourage teachers to be more engaged with kids yes. uh, because I, I grew up, like I took physics in high school and I loved it. All the experiments we did, the egg drop, the, um, I don't know, like the, the car, shaving the car to make it more aerodynamic. Like, like it was so many things that I learned that I was excited about, but just because I didn't have enough reinforcement in my community that it just wasn't, you know what I mean? It mm -hmm. wasn't a thing that I pursued, you know? Um, and it's, 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 it happens more often than it should. Yeah. yeah. That's the sad story about, yeah. you know, it happens more often than it, than it should. And, yeah. uh, we really need to encourage kids to, um, try harder, do better and, and not to give up and have parents and teachers and mentors that see a kid. And if he's having trouble in math or science, not to say, well, maybe that's not your strength and, yeah. and you know, go in a different direction, mm -hmm. uh, rather help them out, yeah. you know, tutor them, help them to get the skills, slow them down a little bit so that they can learn. Right. And then help them to catch up with the rest of the class and, and keep them on track. That's yeah. what, that's what education is supposed to do, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And one thing too, I, the last thing we, I'll let you move on. I keep bring sucking you back in, but I think <laughs> character development, right? Mm -hmm. I think this movie it showed how someone can see the flaws 
in someone else like T'Challa seeing the, the flaws in his father T'Chaka and resisting the temptation to fall into to sulking to fall into uh, his, letting his disappointment a disappointment leading to his heart becoming black like really being able to see the humanity in it even mm-hmm. someone he looked up to and still feeling as if like you were wrong for doing what you did and I'm not going to be that person and I still love you and I still respect you but I got to go make some good decisions Yeah, you know and, and oftentimes when people disappoint us we fall apart and that's the end of the movement or right. end of our movement. Right. You know? Okay. Well, that's cool. And, and so, um, let me, let's talk about some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought the, the warriors were awesome. The Dora Milaje. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were, they were, I can't wait till they get their own action figures. I know, right? They get their own movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah, get yeah. their own movie and everything yeah. else. Um, maybe, Disney will do a whole Wakanda park or something. Maybe, maybe they, they probably will need to. <laughs> you know, for sure, yeah. yeah. That that would be cool. Yeah. You know. So what what did you think about the different characters? I think that um, they were done well. So that was one of my critiques. Like they kind of spread out T'Challa's comic book characteristics mm-hmm. and his some of his stuff and kind of spread it out to other people, which was fine. Um, you know, you got to make a movie, got to have other characters or whatever. But I, I think it was done. I mean, again, the representation was well. Having the smart, witty younger sister, um, you know the 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 girlfriend that was committed to international affairs, and you know I guess we you're talking about um, child victimization and kidnapping women, you know, mm-hmm. and her fighting out and being a warrior, having strong women. I mean, I think that, I mean, it, yeah, well, I can't, I don't have any com- complaints. Mm-hmm. I have no complaints whatsoever about the characters, and I think even the character development was done well, and it left room for more development. And again. I didn't leave out of there thinking that anybody, even Killmonger, I didn't think anybody was acting with some coonery, with buffoonery, with like any level of like shuffling their feet. There was no step and fetch it involved. There was no mammy characters. There was none right. of that stuff that historically right. exist, existed in this situation. Um, and I think that, man, like I can point to anybody in that movie and be like, yo, I can pull something from them. You know what I'm saying? And and show my kids and show other people and show adults. Like I cried from the beginning and I'm a grown man. Like it impacted me that way. But I think the characters, man, they were, they were really done well. They were done well. Yeah, they were. Um, so I, so I bet you're going to be surprised mm-hmm. that, um, I, I had a lot of thought about Killmonger, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, um, I think Killmonger represents a lot of young people in a certain way with, um, their disappointment in society. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know Killmonger was angry about um, the murder of his father, right? right? Yeah. And and how you know he was he wasn't uh, given the benefits of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. You know, he abandoned. Was, he was out. basically yeah. abandoned, yeah. right? Um, and, and and that's the story narrative. But what I got from um, Killmonger is, you know, what I often see in um, so many young people in this. Um, world today is the the disappointment with not being included or being left out actually just feeling left out and feeling marginalized and feeling hurt especially young men um so i actually struggled with uh killmonger's character because he's supposed to be a bad guy but i couldn't see that totally uh, as he was the bad guy i actually felt that he was angry he was hurt um he felt abandoned Right. He wanted to know and he wanted to belong. And and yet he wasn't given that from the very beginning. And I think that, you know, it was a sort of a a, um, a narrative on uh, the bigger societal problems that we have when we marginalize, especially young men. Um, you know, women are doing great. And yeah, I know that they have to stand for their rights and I'm I'm all all for it. And I'm on their side, too. Um but I'm really concerned about how young men are being marginalized and put down and shamed publicly. And we talked about this in other shows, you know, male shaming, right? And so I think Killmonger really represented that in a, in a, in a way that, um, you know, he's cool, but he had to kind of show he was tough and badass and all that. Um, and it, rather than just being feeling accepted and, and, and embraced, mm-hmm. right? This is the delicacy that is um, maleness, right, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word, is that he's only the villain because of his willingness to kill, Mm -hmm. right? He was was strategic in the things he did. Um, He was uh, strong. Um, He was smart. Um, He was capable. Right. Um, But because his anger, 
but because of his upbringing, but because of his father being killed, but because nobody loving him, but because his own people leaving him out to dry, that drove a certain pain and anger and mm -hmm. frustration in him that blinded him. If that dude would have come in and been like diplomatic, they would have loved him. Right? He would, he, bro. Like, like all my friends, as as pro black as they may be, as like anti establishment as blah 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 blah, like. They realized that, yo, Killmonger's flaw was him not being likable. And if that dude had been likable, he probably could have got away with anything that he wanted to do. And people wouldn't have been sad that T'Challa was dead. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, like, yo, right. like, he cool too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And he wants to empower people. And right. he wants to, you know, use his resources right. for uh, the empowerment of others. And I think that Killmonger only gets demonized because of his bloodthirst. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Or bloodlust or whatever you want to say. And because at the end of the day, like... He wasn't far off in his thoughts, right? He wasn't far off in his desires. It wasn't. It was just again because of his upbringing and because of his hate in his heart. He utilized his platform for 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 ill for right, evil, right? right? Um, and it's it's sad because again he like I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody personally that hated that dude. Usually you hate bad guys and you want bad guys to right. lose. I didn't want him to lose. No, you know what I'm saying. Neither. I didn't want him to do some of the things that he was going to do, but I didn't want him to die and I didn't want him to lose. But even in his death, he's like, man, like, like, I and spoiler alert. I'm sorry, it's too late. But um, I would rather be free in death than to be a slave and to be bondage and to yeah. be in a cage and to right. whatever. I'm pretty sure they probably would have tried to rehabilitate him and some other stuff, but he probably would have had to, you know, f you know, go down for his crimes. Like, you know, he's committed right. crimes against the kingdom. So I'm sure they would have had some kind of tribunal or something. But the idea is like, man, like everything you're saying is right. Like I felt pain. I felt sorrow. I felt concern. Mm -hmm. I felt like this could have been me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, when Barack Obama was like, Trayvon Martin could have been me. Right. You know what I mean? Killmonger was me at a certain point mm -hmm. in life. But then I was I was able to live long enough to outgrow some of my pain, some of my anger, some of my frustration. And he didn't have that chance, you know. Right. Um, and again, because of the way his life was, maybe he never would have been that person. But that's the sad part about our young people, especially in communities of color, especially poor people everywhere that just don't live up to their potential. One, because of the surroundings. And then two, men boys growing up to be men or young men and feeling the pain and the wounds of things that have happened and that being so um overwhelming that they're, they're unable to overcome that right you know and i think that's what happened to him you know i i get guys that um come in and they feel shame and, and guilt over their past and and you know and they come in and they may say they have anger problems right and i'll sit with them and listen to them and as I'm listening, I'm, I'm hearing what I'm really hearing is the feeling of rejection or the hurt or the shaming and um, that they experienced um, and the abandonment that they experienced. And, you know, and then it's hard to see the bad behavior when you see all the wounds and all the pain. You know, it's like I have a dog. I'm certain my dog loves me. But if she's hurting and I touch a hurt, she might nip at me. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. that's that's the human uh, condition right there. It's like, you know, Killmonger to me was a, really a good guy. Yeah. He was actually an innocent child. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, his father's life was taken and he was abandoned. And, you know, there are uh, not only black communities, you know, communities across this country that young um, people and especially young males are being so marginalized that they're just now angry. Yeah. Everybody's angry, yep. you know, yeah. and don't know why. And they don't know why. <laughs> and, you know, and so, um, and so we really need to identify that anger comes from a place of hurt. Usually it comes from a place of, of fear, uh, you know, and, and so, um, you know, Killmonger to me represented a bit larger group of, of people that um, need, need our attention. They need our care. You know, they need for teachers to pay attention. They need for, um, uh, the community to care for them and include, include them and make sure they're included. And mm -hmm. even if they go off on the fringes to pull them back into the yeah. center. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I did all those things for years. I went out on the streets and chased young guys, you know, and brought them back into school and, and then threatened the teacher said by New York law, you have to teach this kid. And if I find him out on the street again, I'm coming after you. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I had to do. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, so to me, that's where I, I got with, um, Killmonger yeah. and it's like, okay, I can really see his pain. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. He was he was he was human. He was human. And I, that's why I'm saying this movie is so good on so many levels because oftentimes you don't see that. Oftentimes you just see um angry, frustrated, jerk, ass hat dudes, you know what I'm saying? And you don't like they didn't even really I mean they developed they developed his backstory well well, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. and you can just see the pain. You can see the frustration, you can see the anger and it's just like, man, like all he needed was some guidance. He's like Kylo Ren, man. All he needed right. was some Absolutely. good guidance. I have he... actually felt bad for Kylo yeah, Ren right. too, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Uh, yeah, man. And it just goes to show we need to do a better job of being mentors and getting these kids and making sure these young men have some guidance. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, it makes me want to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, why would anyone fear this movie? <sighs> man, I, I think that... I mean, if we look historically, the Black Panther Party has always... The Black Panther Party, right, Mm -hmm. aside from the Black Panther character, has been demonized as some counter-terrorist or terrorist group, I don't even know the right word, that was uh, out to get white people, out to hurt police officers, out to do this, that, and the other thing. And I think that because of that misidentification in popular culture, um, this character got lumped into that, right? Mm -hmm. And so even there was a point in time where the Black Panther's character was changed in the comic book during the seventies because of the stuff that was going on. Uh, what was it changed to? I think the black leather, la- black leopard, um, oh, briefly, okay. but then they okay. decided to go back to it. Yeah. Um, and I think just Panther because, sounds cooler. It does. It does. <laughs> it does for sure. Um, but they were just trying to distance themselves right, um, from that from, movement, from yeah. the movement or whatever, either, either late sixties or seventies, whatever, but during that time frame, And so I think that people fear one, what black Panther represents, Again, they've associated a movement of people that's homogenous to America to a comic book character that lives in a fictional place in Africa. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so there's always there's already that tension. Um, I think that people also have to fear black people from black from African descent having power and weapons and mm-hmm. technology that creates uneasiness for people that have been oppressors right right um because it's like oh shoot they're gonna come for me next and so what it creates in real society although this is fictional is that man imagine if what if these people that have been down for so long take on this killmonger approach to overcoming and the next thing you know like killmonger says i'll kill them i'll kill their kids and i'll kill anybody else that sides with my enemies you know what i'm saying and so then people get nervous in real life um i remember going to see um the movie Time to Kill, you remember that mm-hmm. with uh, Samuel Jackson and the big line, "Yeah, I did it, and I hope they burn in hell." Like in right, reference to killing that. the people that that killed his daughter or whatever. Right. Um, and it's kind of one of those things where in in L.A. during that time when that movie came out, white people were getting beat up in movie mm-hmm. theaters. They mm-hmm. were getting beat up outside the movie theaters because mm-hmm. people were angry. I'm not. It wasn't right, and right. it wasn't justified. Right. Um, just like Reginald Denny when he got beat and get drug got drug out of his truck um, during the, the the L.A. riots or whatever mm-hmm. in the '90s, and it's just like. People unfortunately don't know how to deal with their frustrations and frustrations and anger and things that they see on the news or on television or in movies, and they displace that anger in the wrong place. And I think that that's what people may fear in this. And then there's also people that don't care for others to do well or to be better. And this may this can be seen as something that will inspire people mm-hmm. to do well and to do better. Um, and they don't want people to have that hope, and they don't want people to have the the ability to think that they can rise above the circumstances because they feel like, yo, there's not enough resources or I don't want you to have certain things or I'm better than you and you shouldn't have, you know? So there's a lot of layers. Hopefully I laid out enough. You, you know, did, and, you did. And, and you can see that it's just a plethora of things, misnomers, miseducation, ignorance, um, and fear of the unknown. Um, and as we talked about others, seeing people as others and not knowing that they're, you know, they just want the same things as you. you right. Know, a roof over the head, right. clean water to drink. You know what I'm saying? Clothes in the back to right. be warm in the cold, you know, stuff like that. You know, uh, um, speaking of that, uh, I've never, I never feared uh, Barack Obama touching that button <laughs> to send off missiles to. See, here you go. You know, <laughs> I never feared it, you know, you know. I, I understand so that. I was, I was completely comfortable back then. <laughs> Now I'm like, okay, do I need to dig a a, a shelter or something? I, I create mean, a shelter, I, and hey. see, see, you know, that's all mental health right, right there. Right, that's right. just that's the way the world is. Yeah. It's, it's all mental health, and yeah. and so you know the otherization. I I heard this really in, good information about um, uh, when we fear someone, um, we automatically within sixty seconds lock down mm. our emotional uh, mindset about this person, and we've already. Um, turn them into another. That mm. means they're they're not human. Mm. They're 
they're a monster. They're, mm-hmm. they're an animal and they're going to bite me and they're going to attack me. So I've got to, you know, uh, protect myself and I have to, you know, act, act accordingly. Yeah. And, um, and so that's what happens when uh, racism comes on in, in, into the, into play in a, in the human psyche mm-hmm. is that we suddenly turn the other into, uh, not human mm-hmm. and, um, not someone who really wants to sleep at night and just, you know, have a good night's dream and wake up in the morning and, and, and have a job and have a good life. No, we turn them into an animal and, and then, and, and that's fear. That's absolute fear. And psychologically, when people tell me that, you know, um, when we talk about racism, I, I always have to bring out that it's a mental health concern. Yeah. And if, if you, if we fear people because of the color of their skin or where they live and, and all these other things that we bring, you know, to the table when it comes to racism, um, we're the ones getting ill, mm-hmm. you know, that fear makes us sick. Yeah. And, um, and, and, the problem is, is that sort of illness, and this is generational illness. Okay, we're talking about people in, you know, Georgia and, and the South and in the North too, and in the West and in the West, right? Don't get it twisted, w- right? Exactly. Um, where it's been generation after generation of um, racial attitudes and hatred and and you know fear, and we got to make, and, and then of course in the middle of this country, because there's less diversity than than the coastlines. Um, then it's, you know, let's lock down everything. Um, and, uh, uh, because the world is out there and the world out there is all against us. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. it's just, that's where the fear comes in. That's the paranoia, right? Yeah. That's the, you know, control that we want to have over everything because we're so afraid that, you know, people will hurt us, you know, yeah. Yeah. that's just mental illness right there. And it needs to be treated and we need to recognize it. And we need to realize that if your grandmother was that way, she probably wasn't well, right. Right. Yeah. On some level. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, and she may have looked well, but she probably wasn't well if she had fear like that. Or mm-hmm. if your grandfather was that way, mm-hmm. um, if your dad's that way, your mom's that way, then, you know, they're probably not feeling too good about life, you know, because, you know, if I have to fear people, you know, mm-hmm. um, then I'm going to just, you know, uh, oh, it's just me and mine and everybody around me. And let's just, you know, don't anybody leave. I've had people that won't even leave their fucking County. Sorry. Yeah. I have to curse it's today. Up. Okay. They won't even, they won't even have to leave their fucking County. Yeah. They've never left the States and yet they, they know all about world <laughs> politics. Right. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's just so mentally unwell, yeah. you know, and in this movie, I think, because of my political not my political view but just like it's a movie and it's Disney and it has to be safe like if anything this movie you leave feeling safe because quote unquote the person that was out to harm the colonizers and da 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 was stopped his efforts were thwarted by people that looked like him to make sure that the evil that he was trying to do quote unquote evil was stopped so you should leave out of there if you even saw it or if you feel a certain way about these things think like whoo I'm safe and I can right, be safe because right. there are people that will be there to be checks and balances so that this thing doesn't happen. So I don't have to worry about my children being slaughtered in their sleep. You know what I mean? Well, and, that's why I love King uh, T'Challa because mm-hmm. he had that real, I mean, union um, king energy. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole um, union understanding of king energy is that, you know, fair, encompassing, wise, um, not irrational, but but actually rational. Um, he he was approaching this, and if you stayed for the credits, I thought that was... Right. You know, yeah. most people didn't stay till the end of the movie because um, the end of the movie didn't end until after the credits, right? Right, right. And uh, you got to see even a, a, a more advanced um, and more compassionate, more uh, gentle, but strong yet firm king, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he had the power. Yeah. Uh, what was it, vibranium? Vibranium. Vibranium, mm-hmm. right? Yes, he had the power, but he wasn't going to wield it and use right. it in an irrational way. Right, and right. that's the example of what we should be having, right? That's right. what our leaders should be doing, right? Right, not so, pressing that damn button. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so we have all these fears. You asked about these fears, these fears, these fears, these fears. 
if you look at these things and the presentation of what a man should represent, a king should represent, a right. warrior should represent, a leader should represent, a lover should represent, like, and maybe a magician, maybe you know, magician, maybe the you know the 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 technology can be considered right. the magic, yeah, right? yeah. But like the idea, like, yo, you should be excited because you should have the hope that a leader would do, do the things that T'Challa does, right? Right? Come Absolutely. On, like, yeah, it's wild. So I'm afraid we're not doing it enough justice. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could talk, I think we could probably have a a uh, 10-hour special on this. But, you know, there are some real psychological benefits Mm -hmm. to this movie. Um, And, you know, one that comes to me is that that whole narrative. Now, you know, these young people can have a vision of what's possible, Mm -hmm. like I had with Star Trek, right? And and so I think psychologically uh, this movie was a real... I mean, it was good for everyone, you know, not just um, the the African-American community or, you know, minorities, but it was good for everyone to have hope, you know. Um, And and I just felt positive coming out of the movie. So how about you? Yeah, I think one psychological tidbit, I think. Stop saying I think, but I I, for me, um, I know that if people would catch the vibe, you know, Mm -hmm. would ride the wave, you could see that there is the possibility for people to make good decisions in even with the threat of fear even being angry even being frustrated um and being able to i guess make good decisions that and and with being able to think through the long-term um ramifications Mm -hmm. i think through something like doppel uh, or you think through something about these pipelines. You think through whether or not <laughs> um, global warming exists or whatever. Right. But just the idea of like, yo, let's do things. And again, so, and this is again, example of like Wakanda was extreme because they could have intervened on some things and, and some atrocities couldn't happen. You know, they talk about, holo- you know, the Holocaust. Again, it's fictional, right? Yeah, but, right. You know, there's a lot of things that have happened historically that people that had power to do things or to write things didn't do anything or they intervened too late, right? Well, like the United States delayed on world war ii yeah. way too long you yeah, know I, yeah. Uh, yeah i was trying you know. not to be specific well history yo. is there <laughs> you're right <laughs> um but these you know the p- group of people um on a psychological level were able to understand and come to the understanding like man although we would like to keep to ourselves although we would like to make sure that we're safe and secure we could be using our resources for the greater good mm-hmm. you know and i think that that is something that has been lost in the communities that I was raised in. Um, and since you take on this individualistic idea that, hey, everybody can pull themselves up by the bootstraps, everybody has a chance, everybody has equal opportunities and access, and you forget about the people that don't have or don't achieve or aren't as smart or aren't as handsome or wealthy or whatever because you feel like they're less than. Mm-hmm. And so seeing that you have a people that have all power per se, um, that have all resources per se, that have all wisdom per se, and although they know Things can be utilized for bad or wrong or evil. They're still willing to help. They're still willing to get involved in the fight. They're still willing to um, utilize their resources for the good and not to just become what their enemies were. Right. You know what I right. mean? Absolutely. Um, and I think that's that's just a lesson to learn in life, man. Like you don't have to succumb to your circumstances and you also don't have to be the evil that you see in others. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I think I'll and with um uh, T'Challa being a great example of what men really need to aspire to be, and and that is having that good, solid king energy it, with, with just deep compassion, love, yet firm and strong. Right? He he showed all the good masculine characteristics that any man really needs, you know. And 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 so I think that um, I'll go back and watch it again, and mm-hmm. probably again and again, and then buy it mm-hmm. um, when it comes out. But um, that was what I felt when I left, mm-hmm. you know, it was like I wanted to aspire to be a better man, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 And I think the last one for me is resisting the temptation to act on impulse. Mm-hmm. I, I saw so many times in that movie where if somebody would just made a rash decision and just ended somebody's life or just did this or just did that. It would have seemed like things would have been OK, but there's ramifications. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. There's ramifications that are beyond the immediacy of the event and mm-hmm. i think that i'm having to learn as a 37 year old man with two toddlers and just living this navigating this world that my folks my first 
impulse and my first reaction is not always the best. You know, it's good to trust your gut. It's good to trust, you know, um, how you feel about things. But I really need to spend more time when I can digesting Mm -hmm. and thinking through things and using prudence Mm -hmm. and being wise Mm -hmm. and and really mulling over things before I just jump into stuff um, because of the impact, the lasting impact, what it would mean for my daughter to see me spaz on somebody, what it will mean for my son to see me punch somebody in the face, what it will mm-hmm. mean for someone, for my daughter or my son to find out that I did unscrupulous things mm-hmm. um, that nobody may have found out about until I die. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that I still did them, like I don't want to do those things and I don't right. want to be that person. And I think that T'Challa was able to represent a man who was able to think through things, who was able to mull over things and to, who was able to to act in the best interest of not only himself but of others even to the to the sacrifice of himself sometimes the fact that he was willing to take on tribal challenge after tribal challenge after tribal challenge regardless of where he he could have been like nah i'm not doing that you know what i'm saying i'm not no like but he was willing because of honor and because of seeing that this is what the people need to see they need to see me as a king even if i die make the right decision right you know and act in the decision that that is what the tradition has or what i'm supposed to do and i mean that's that speaks volumes man well, this is a great topic, yeah. and hopefully we'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there'll be, well, hopefully there'll be part two and part three, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but I've just really enjoyed uh, talking about uh, the whole Black Panther movie and and the psychological impact that it's making on people. And, you know, I'm just excited about it. So uh, um, we need to come back, I, I yeah. believe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. For sure, for sure. He can fit into our King Warrior Magician Lover conversation. Right. And be the definitely good king energy right, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I think you know, for those that are listening, again, if you're in the Atlanta area, we'd love to come see you. If you're a man that's struggling with things, if you if right. you refuse to see this movie uh, because of some issues, or if you saw the movie and you have issues, or if there's some unresolved stuff that's going on because of what you may have seen, or even just listening to our conversation, we'd love to see you. Um, right. We'd love to to have some conversation with you. And if you want to send us comments, if you want to send us some emails, if you want to uh, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, however you reach us. And just speak to us. Let us know what's going on because you all fuel our conversations. Uh, we right. get a lot of questions from guys and a lot of feedback that's helpful for how we can approach things. Yes. Um, and I think this conversation is a conversation that needs to happen on a national level, right. local level, international level. Um, and, and hopefully you all can pass on this information to folks and to really get some conversation started. Yes, please share us with your friends. Like us um, on Facebook. We have a, a Miss and Men uh, uh, a Facebook page. Uh Instagram, Instagram, right? yep, Twitter, yep. all of that good stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, if you want to see us, we're on YouTube now with the Men's Compass, mm-hmm. and so um, you know we'd be encouraged by your comments there, and then help us to make it a better show as yeah. well. Yeah. Right. We're in production, season one. It's yes. Going to get greater. Yes. Yeah, it's going to get better. All right. Well, thank y'all for listening. I hope y'all enjoyed. I'm John Parker, and I'm Dr. Daniel David, and this has been of Myths and Men. Thank you for listening to a Myths and Men podcast. If you or someone you know may be in need of therapeutic or counseling services or even life coaching, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our contact phone number is 770-674-0553. You can also reach us via email at contact at ofmythsandmen.com. That's contact at O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Our web address is of ofmythsandmen.com, and again, that's spelled O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Thank you for listening.